see the one mistake if i want to go back and correct it is definitely i want to do whatever i did little faster because the biggest mistake if you ask me is delaying lot of decisions actually hurt more than wrong decisions i would say if you ask me if i go back i just do whatever data whatever thought i had during that time i'll try to execute it faster in in a macro picture if you ask me that is the biggest learning i had so i think if you ask me i'll, I'll do everything fast whatever i do my name is raghav i'm the founder and ceo of funny maker this is code story the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today, Hauraga Vares built a platform for making live-action videos for all experience levels to use. All this and more on Code Story. Raghav was a product developer starting at a young age. He was creating interesting products for science exhibitions as a kid. Once, his professor asked him to do a cancer research project, which introduced him to the story of Steve Jobs and his entrepreneurial journey. He was highly influenced by this story and still is today. In the early days, he focused more on the hardware side of computers, but slowly over time he was introduced to the coding side of things and found it a much more thriving ecosystem in India. Outside of tech, Raghav likes to watch movies, so much so that he reviews movies for his friends and tells them what to see or not to see. His favorite movie of all time is Troy, but he did admit he saw Inception twice, mostly so he could understand all of it. One day, Raghav found himself fed up with the lack of tooling out there when it came to videos, animations, etc. He got so fed up that he decided to build something to solve his problem and for 1.4 million others. This is the creation story of Animaker. I mean, this whole journey started six years before helping the non-professionals to create professional quality videos, animations, designs, and graphics. If you ask me why we started this, absolute frustration out of professional tools. I mean, last month we crossed more than 14 million users. Quite a journey, I would say, in the content creation space. We started helping startups to Fortune 500 companies to build learning content, internal communication, marketing materials, and we will use it for everyday social media. but when we started out this i mean it was sort of very fully formed idea i would say but we know there is a huge demand for the visual content but there is not a single place where you can actually i'm 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 very much influenced by the idea of powerpoint where you can really create everything i mean powerpoint is great for presentation but but when you sit and create you can literally create anything out of powerpoint is what i have been uh, influenced by so so same thought process why can't we create a powerpoint version of animation tools and video tools so anybody can come in and create their own stuff is the idea behind the whole animic tell me about the mvp tell me about that first product you built how long did it take you build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life when we started we never started as an mvp our logic is when we start a new product uh, we need to make sure it is world class but again sometimes it's not it's, it's a good thought or bad thought i don't know but again when we started we are not started with the idea of mvp itself you no know, we went a full head because in in video space we thought like you need to have enough tools 
to make sure it it is done right because you need music component you need sound effects editing you need this that graphics and everything so we want to build a fully complete product to start with but on the other end when we you know get into the market then we switch to to the idea of mvp say so most of the time it helped us so when we started building the features or improving the components we went ahead with the idea of mvp so whenever we launch a new product or anything big we'll go full scale we'll do hell lot of research everything make sure everything is perfect once it is out to the market then we don't take bigger bets so we take small small bets and make sure that is learned from the market that's how we have built animaker but i know there are a lot of people who built it in the reverse they start small and then you know make it big but in our case it worked so with any mvp right you got to make certain decisions and trade-offs about feature cut about tech debt you know if you want to start off a certain way to move fast so dig into some of those for me tell me about some of those decisions and trade-offs you had to make and how you coped with them the biggest trade-off if you ask me not dancing to every music played in the market right <laughs> so especially i like that you, <laughs> especially when you build and you are keep learning some things from around the people there, there are a lot of ideas which pops out and and our market if you see the creative market in the last 6 7 years it's a very chaotic market a lot of new ideas i mean now the metaverse is again but again if you look back like few years back there is vr is super craze i mean like that there is always a trend which is you know keep popping out so laser focusing on few things and make sure we need to assume that okay there nine out of trend just die but betting on things which is which will make you a bigger company and smaller companies the biggest but sometimes we fail sometimes we not but i think the biggest trade off is letting go of few trends i would say is 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 what made us who we are right now i would say so you've got your mvp right you've made your decisions you've got your product out there um how did you go about progressing the product and maturing it and i'm interested in how you went about building your roadmap and deciding okay this is the next most important thing to build again this idea got matured over time but it may be easy to tell now but over the years these four key pillars got evolved over time when you and especially when you develop things this is how it is obviously it starts with intuition because uh, since you are in the market for some time you learn the market as a founder as a team member you know what is working so the intuition plays a huge role when you when you start and the second key aspect of building a roadmap is definitely the feedback from the customers especially we learn a lot from our csm team support team understand because they are the one who you know on ground the learning from the people um, sometimes you can also learn from other you know competitors you know support or people complaining about uh, the products and things like that you can learn from that too a lot of data i would say and the fourth key pillar i see to build your roadmap is definitely on the the phase of innovation is happening in your industry sometimes we build something in one direction but the industry is actually doing much bigger than that uh, so tapping on the industry uh, phase of innovation is also again another key influence in building the roadmap well how did you go about building your team and you know what did you look for in those people to indicate that they're the winning horses to join you so and i i i always quote this example from paul graham from poesy uh, this we need to look for people who are very obsessive towards what they are doing uh so obsessive, not not passion obsessive is little you know heavier than the idea of passion what i exactly mean here is like if you take a 
sales person who just won't won't take no for an answer or a developer who will stay up till 4 a.m. rather than go to bed leaving a code with the bug in it or a PR person who just cold call New York Times reporter on their cell phones right I mean, the, these are the people I mean there's a lot of examples I can say for graphic designers but these kinds of people you can't hire hundreds of them but I, I would say first 10-20 people you hire if they are a bit obsessive about not about the company not about something they are obsessive about their work the way they do they define the culture they'll tell you the standard instead of we teaching them what to do i think they'll tell you what 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 is the standard in the market and things like that they they're very obsessive people i mean they they move things in the world i i think uh, sometime we'll be lucky to have those kinds of people but everyone's dream to hire uh, people like that i i think we also do the same we have some process to it too Let's flip to scalability then. So did you build this to scale efficiently from day one or are you fighting this as you grow? Uh, no, I think no company will, uh, will assume a lot of things. No, you definitely plan. Your plan always fall short, I would say. Um, efficiency will improve with uh, uh, people who are willing to learn from mistakes, I would say. One difference between our team and, and, and comparatively with others in the market thing we all know i mean culturally we know that we are little bit always inefficient uh, in that way uh, we kept tapping our toes and learning from the from the market and make sure we are more efficient every day that feeling of that we need to learn more actually kept us efficient i would say that understanding no system is efficient and we kept improving there is the room for improvement is always that is what i would say is actually helped us to be efficient over a period of time and definitely the mindset and tools that helped a lot yells it is scaling is always super stressful if you plan everything oh, okay everything will go right definitely not <laughs> how did, how did you architect the tool to allow for the best flexibility um possible because i think even early days you can start thinking about abstractions or um or anything anything like that did you did you do did you do any of that or was was it kind of just um no let's get this thing working we had a few tabs in in terms of data if you ask me the scale in terms of tech side of it you know this both we do this horizontal and vertical scaling right any company when you want to fix it we jump onto it and fix it immediately by scaling up our your rd you know rds and things like that so to to quickly fix the problem but in the longer run you need to look for areas of bottleneck I think over the years we got matured identifying those bottlenecks before it got mess but first two years of growth is kind of very messy I would say then we started finding patterns okay these are the areas when we launch this particular feature this may go wrong and then we need to backfill it and these kinds of learnings we had it's not 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 fully prepared from day one well as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built what are you most proud of Yeah the first thing I'm very proud of my team I mean they are they are they are wonderful people and uh, without them I don't think Sanimaker or any of these products exist I think that excites me and and every day I walk with them they come up with a lot of new interesting stuff I'm very proud of uh, you now building this whole team and the second thing which I'm super proud of is the customers because we, i almost i mean this market especially this creative market which touches you know every common man who want to create you know contents videos animation right 
you usually get i almost get every day at least one or two emails very personalized emails you know sharing stories how is how is actually solving their everyday problem these are the things which which excites you a lot especially last year uh, the amount of awareness videos people created using animaker platform just skyrocketed we spotted a lot of interesting stories around the same so uh, no saving human lives via communication right there are a lot of people doing saving human lives in different different forms the the way we are doing it is we are giving tools to people to create awareness about the things going around right that that actually you know i would say the best thing ever happened to us is that let's flip the script a little bit tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it as i said before i think the the biggest advantage in our team is we are fully aware there will be a lot of mistakes i mean especially me i tell the team openly like whenever we try something we want to try it for 3 6 months so that there is no embarrassment on both sides we'll assume something and uh, it may or may not work uh, especially building out a, a new feature and even right now we have been building this uh, monetization pipeline for nft and things like that we are not super sure a lot of crazy things happening in this you know space uh, but we might be wrong we might be right but uh, i i think i think the team always on our sides because we know from day one that this is going to be a experiment we need to do to to grow from one place to another place so we always take that route of not trying to win every game we experiment and make sure it is successful uh, if it's successful we scale or else most of the times when we we have the room for uh, trying it's not just for me i think the whole team operates like that well this will be fun to ask it's always enjoy asking this question what does the future look like for the product and for your team you know this creators economy is kind of one of the fastest growing space in the market right starting from metaverse to to people who are jumping into this uh, twit got sold for a million dollar and lately i saw a simple background image sold for 1.5 million dollars or something in bitcoins i think uh, this uh, whole future for the creator economy is slowly getting evolved from uh, we started with the creation side of it and then there is a lot of disruption happened in the distribution side of it now the the, the third phase of growth is actually happening on the monetization side of it which is just super exciting uh, again the biggest challenge if you ask me as a as a product we are very much focused on uh, what we need to do so that is actually whether it's going to be a billion dollar company or a multi billion trillion it's all depends on the priorities right now because we are in a very good space i would say but on the other side the the, the future for all our teams and products is around this idea of uh, what need to be picked um, and monetization is another big area which we are planning to work down the line Well, let's switch to you, Raghav. Uh, who influences the way that you work? You name a CEO, CTO, architect, really any person that you look up to and why? Uh the the first and foremost is Steve Jobs. I always look up to his videos and and definitely learned a lot. Um a, a bit piece of it comes from him. And lately I've been a big fan of this Andrew Grew, the CEO of Intel. Uh the way he built that uh intel during tough times is 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 very much motivating and the uh, last few months i've been studying this um i mean uh, parag agarwal the new ceo of twitter his his stories are 
pretty amazing and is down to earth. I mean, I, I do learn a lot about different different person, but immediately top of my mind, these three people is actually ones I'm I'm learning right now. Well, we talked about a mistake, right? But a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do differently, or where would you consider taking a different approach? See, the one mistake, uh, if I want to go back and correct it, is definitely I want to do whatever I did a little faster. Because the biggest mistake, if you ask me, is delaying a lot of decisions. Actually, hurt more than wrong decisions. I would say, if you ask me, if I go back, I just do whatever data, whatever thought I had during that time. I'll try to execute it faster. As or in in a macro picture, if you ask me, that is the biggest learning I had. So yeah, I think if you ask me, I'll I'll do everything fast, whatever I did. Well, last question, Raghav. You're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? I would say don't listen to any advice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, get a lot of advice, but don't act on any advice until you believe it will work. Because each one's journey is different and difficult. learn a lot and maybe don't apply everything you learn and more than that i would say also you know learning how to learn and whom to learn is super important than actually learning that's fantastic advice well raga thank you for being on the show today thank you for telling the creation story of animaker thanks for the opportunity to share my stories and the all stuff about animaker And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on Patreon.com/CodeStory for just five to ten bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in store and on Menards.com. Save big.